Alrighty, hi everyone. Before we jump into this episode, I do want to apologize if you can hear the most insane wind outside. And of course, right now my neighbor has decided to start hammering things into their walls. So listen, I apologize. I'm moving houses and this is the best room that I could do. And look, let's just jump on in because Stranger Things, we need to talk about it. We need to talk about it. This is Reviews by Jay, the podcast bringing you weekly episodes showcasing the latest in movie and television reviews, as well as my thoughts, opinions, and random chit-chat about pretty much anything on my mind. Hit that follow button and bell icon now, because I'm Jay Antonio, and it is time to talk about that film. Oh, welcome back, everyone. Happy Monday. How exciting. Another episode of Reviews by Jay. I'm Jay Antonio. Thank you so much for listening. Today, we are talking about part two of the season four Stranger Things, the penultimate season. A couple of episodes ago, I talked in detail about the plot of Stranger Things um, as a whole as a whole series. So if you have not listened to that episode yet, I would suggest that you go back and do so. Today's episode, we are talking purely about the last two episodes, part B, of season four of Stranger Things. So there will be spoilers ahead. Now, if you have not seen it, some of the notes that I have right now are really spoilery. And I would absolutely suggest that you either Don't listen to this now. Go and watch the show come back. It's just two episodes. It's only five hours-ish. So, go and do that and then come back. Or, if you don't care about spoilers, why are you listening to this show? It's not on. It's not on, girls. It's really, truly not. I think spoilers should be banned from every single website. I hate nothing more than having a movie spoiled or a TV show spoiled. And it's really tricky because Twitter is just full of them. So anyway, spoilers. So what we will do is talk about the plot of the first half of the season really briefly. Um, And then of course, we'll get straight into my thoughts because I've got a few points here. I do. And then we'll rate this half of the season. I can tell you now that it's not going to rate as good as my first, sort of as my ratings for the first half of the season, but it's not bad. So I reckon it is time to talk about that show. Oh, I know it's going to say talk about that film, but like I haven't got a second one. So play the thing, me. It's review time. Welcome back. So the plot of the show, specifically season four, takes Elle out of her comfort zone because we know at the end of season three, she lost her powers and now it's her mission to go and get them back. So she has to go and do that. So that's the first sort of arc that happens. Now, the next arc, of course, is Hopper is in Russia. Yes, yes, the Soviet Union. And he is a prisoner there. And that is because at the end of season three, he was found in the mall and the Russian sort of part of the mall underneath it. And they they captured him and they kidnapped him and took him to Russia and kept him prisoner. So that's that arc. And there's a whole thing with like Joy going to go and save him. Joy? Is that a name? Joy Byers? No. Am I? Am I? Joyce. Joyce Byers. <laughs> so Joyce Winona Ryder has to go and save him and yada, yada, yada. So that's kind of that. And then, of course, the kids, the the people left in Hawkins. Um, there's two groups they've sort of split. And Mike is in one of the groups that's trying to go and save Elle. And then, of course, you've got like Dustin and his group that are staying behind. And there's there was a lot of a lot of sort of intertwining storylines happening this season. And I loved it because it kept it really interesting. But it wasn't so many that it was hard to follow. Because 
they they didn't really change that that much. They weren't like one storyline wasn't evolving into a completely different storyline. They were very very set. So it was nice and easy to follow, but definitely a little confusing if you haven't seen the previous seasons, which I would recommend that you go and do. They're not super long. Some of the episodes are a little longer, but the actual seasons, they're not like 23 episodes or 24 episodes or something like that. They're usually, I think, around eight or or nine, something like that. So essentially, the Upside Down is back. Of course, the guys of Hawkins need to get into the Upside Down to save people from dying because all these unexpected deaths are happening and you can't get away from them. And as it turns out, Vecna is behind them all. But who is Vecna? And why are we introduced to yet another character? Well, we're technically not introduced to another character because as it turns out, Vecna is someone that we know. I don't know if we've seen him in other seasons. I don't think we did, but it was sort of He was there from the start, basically, is what this season is introducing. He was there from the start. It's a human, because, again, we've seen the first half of the season. I'm not spoiling anything. I mean, I am, but if you haven't seen the first half, it came out like a month ago, so go and watch it. And turns out Vecna was a person at one point, a person very similar to Elle, but more powerful. So Elle one day raged and and created this like portal to this world that existed, but no one had been to and opened up all of these doors and sent one, basically his name is one, in Henry, I think his name is Henry and slash one slash Vecna. There's a whole thing about it in this, <laughs> in one of the episodes, it's quite funny. So sends him back to this place um, where all of this kind of mess starts to take place. So this leads to the, the final two episodes because we kind of know that three people have died from Vecna already. And the deaths are ridiculous. It's so incredible. And Max, who, honestly, one of my favorite people on this planet right now, Sadie Sink, she plays Max Mayfield. And honestly, I think she could be my favorite character in in Stranger Things. She is just fantastic. That Dear Billy episode, episode number four. Woo, amazing. And that's where the Kate Bush song Running Up the Hill um, sort of came came back into everyone's lives because of that. And um, let me just tell you, the finale did not disappoint. Alrighty. So that's a little bit about the plot. Yes, it probably sounds super confusing, but I would still recommend that you go and check it out because it's just so freaking good. And obviously me recanting it, I haven't written any of this down. This is all just coming out of my brain. Um... It doesn't, it's not going to have the same effect because it's just incredible to watch and explore and, and just enjoy this incredible storyline that these writers have come up with this season. So let us start talking about my thoughts. My first point that I've written down here is a quote from Hopper and he says it to Joyce Byers, Winona Ryder, um, in the very first, I'm going to say, oh, look, I'm going to, from here on out, I'm going to refer to these as the first and second episode because it, it isn't, but it is the first and second episode of uh, the part two of season four. Um, there's only two episodes, so just bear with me. That's how I'm going to do it because I don't know the numbers. But in the first episode of part two, Hopper says to Joyce, I thought you were dead. I shouldn't have sent you that message. Okay, so this is my first issue with this. This It kind of felt like they were rushing these last two episodes in a weird way, even though they were so long. The first episode was nearly two hours, I think. And the second episode literally was two hours and like 23 minutes or something. So it was a really long 
sort of second half of the season. That's why there's only two episodes that didn't need to be more. It was equivalent to like a hundred. Um, but did I sit them sit through them all in one showing and watch Ms. Marvel on the same night? You freaking bet I did. It was exhausting. It was amazing. So that's kind of my first thing. So Hopper says to Joyce, I thought you were dead. And then immediately follows that up with, I shouldn't have sent you that message, as in to come and save me from Russia. I'm like, cool, babes, but you just said you thought she was dead. So who were you sending the message for if you thought she was dead? Like, was it just a goodwill thing that you were hoping someone would get it? Except then the other side of that is, the other side of that is, Joyce moved houses. She moved states. It wasn't just she moved up the road. She moved states. So she went from Hawkins to a totally different state. I think it was California. I could be wrong. I don't know. So she moved from Indiana. Let's just say it's California. So he thought she was dead. He didn't know she moved houses. He didn't know she was still alive, yet was able to send a package to her new house to her to get a message to her. So that's a huge plot hole in my opinion. And I'm sure that there's an explanation for it. Maybe there was a a post forwarding or whatever that thing is called where you can forward your mail. Um, But even still, you didn't think she was alive, but you, you wasted all of this energy anyway, right? So... I don't know. That kind of annoyed me a little bit. Like, that was honestly probably within the first maybe 10 minutes of the first episode of the second part of the fourth season. Oh, my God, that's a mouthful. Um, So, yeah, that kind of was a little bit annoying to me. The next thing. And now these are not in any particular order. I did try to put some sort of order around them because it was just me jotting down notes when I thought of them. We'll, We'll go for life. Okay. Spoiler alert. Papa dies. Alrighty, now this guy has been around since the very first season of Stranger Things, we know him. He was the guy that essentially kidnapped Elle from her birth mother and raised her in a horrible environment, sterile, gave them numbers, that's how she's called 11, she was number 11, um, and just really mistreated these kids. Yet, he gets probably a 20 minute death. Guys... It probably wasn't that long. I'm not exaggerating, but maybe it's 10 minutes, for example. Like, it's a long time. It's a lot longer than it should have gone on for. Because what was interesting to me, and we'll talk about this a little bit later. There's another fan favorite in this episode that dies. His death lasts for about a minute. It's in the second episode, like the final episode. Papa's death lasted for minutes and minutes and minutes. And he had this fucking... Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm swearing. I'm going to swear. He had this fucking monologue. And I was like, guys... We don't care for him. We don't like him. He's a he's actually a, an asshole character. We don't care for this man. And no matter what you do or say or write that he needs to say, we're not going to change our minds. We don't like this character. He was an abuser. So I don't feel bad for him dying, but I also don't want to watch it go on for 10 minutes. Like, sorry, I, I I get it. In the end, you saved L, but like, how? Well, you just released the cap, the collar, the electroshock collar that you put on her. Like, that doesn't make you a hero. That makes you an asshole. And no one cares that you're dead. Yeah, here we are, spending ten minutes on your death. Wow, I'm get, I'm so passionate about this. Let me just take a sip of my coffee because I am just already raging. All right, the next point that I have it just says Will's gayness. <laughs> So, look, there's been a lot of um, opinions and thoughts on Twitter about how they've made him gay and, like, why wasn't he coming out and why wasn't this, that and the other. But, guys, 
as someone who is gay and grew up gay in a place where I thought I couldn't say anything, um, it's actually very correct in representation of what it was like growing up. Because I had crushes on people in school and I couldn't tell them. And I had conversations not too dissimilar to that, where I left that, that conversation sort of feeling like, why am I even here? Like, if I say anything, you know, they're going to hate me. And just like every kind of, I feel like almost every single gay person goes through that thinking like, am I better off dead, really? Which I know is weird, but it's very common. And there was a thought that I had a lot growing up just to get real deep with you, but you know, I think it was one of those things that a lot of people I know have also experienced. And so watching Will struggle to tell anyone and still really at the end hadn't told anyone because his brother worked it out. I think that was really accurate in my opinion. And I think that this type of thing needs to happen more because we've got this show Heartstopper, right? Which is beautiful and amazing and one of my favorite shows and I loved it. Heartstopper is in a world that is assuming being gay is common and okay. It is obviously common, but... It doesn't always, it's not always okay, even today. And it's hard and you go through a lot of hardships. And this show, whilst it's based in the 80s, it is quite true to representation even today or even 10 years ago, even 20 years ago, obviously. It's very, it's just interesting. And I really respected the way that they have handled it. Do I wish he had been able to say to someone, I'm gay? Yes, I do, because I just want him to have a hug. But at the end of the day... Will, let me just talk to you for one second. Mike is a garbage human and you can do a lot better than him. He's straight and useless. Um, I'm not I'm not saying all straight people are useless. Lots of them are. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Mike is useless. Mike is a useless child. And I kind of hope they kill his character off in the last season because I'm just really over him. He was so innocent and sweet in the first and second season. And then he just turned into an absolute asshole. Like the fact that he was like, my life began when I met you, Elle. I'm like, sorry, the day that you met Elle was the day that your best friend, Will, also happened to go missing. And you didn't think about that maybe when only one of them could hear you, which was Will. Anyway, whatever. Next point, Erica. Erica from America. We love Erica. She had the most incredible arc and most incredible role in season three. In season four, it was like she was just discarded because she only had a good part to play in season three. Guys, Erica is incredible. She is funny. She is witty. And it's like you lost most of that like character development from season three till now. Like she played almost no role. I think she had maybe one or two episodes where she was in it enough for me to be like satisfied, I guess. But overall, you just, you you left her. And I want to see more of her next season. I want to see more of her. Next point, the fat jokes with Hopper. Guys, we get it. He was in a prison. He lost weight. The actor lost weight in real life. He looks fine. That is great, but do we need to call it out three times in quite literally the space of 10 minutes? We get it. He lost weight. He was big before. Oh, well, what a shame. Why are we focusing on that? That is not something we should be focusing on. This is 2022. People come in all different shapes and sizes, and I get it. He lost a lot of weight, but does that mean that he's better now because he's thin? Are you equating his value with his size? I'm not even going to get into this, but you kind of get it. It was unnecessary, and I didn't like that personally. 
Oh, the first half of this season was better. That is literally what I what I wrote. And I, I do agree. The first half was so good. It kept you on your seats. The pacing was correct and just amazing. And then these two episodes just felt, yes, they were long. And yes, a lot happened. But some parts of these last two episodes felt really slow. The pacing was very strange, especially in the last episode when we had like a 15 minute monologue from one. Like, did we need that? I don't think we needed the full thing. You could have cut that down to five minutes. Like, it was already two hours and 23 minutes. There was plenty that you could have cut from that last episode. I get some of it was really relevant, but look, uh, I just... Yeah, I don't know. I wrote down my ver- my last point. Before- I'm going to go back. I've got one other point, which is the, the finale point. But one point that I wrote was so much talking in the last episode. It was good, but it wasn't all necessary. And I absolutely stand by that. I genuinely don't believe that all of that talking was necessary. It actually took away a little bit from the action of the the episode. It was just so much talking, guys. Like it was, I was, I was watching this at like close to eleven p.m. at night, and I am a nine to ten p.m. sleeper. So the fact that I was up and still trying to concentrate at that time was beyond me. And it, I watched this two days ago, and I'm still paying for it. I'm still tired from staying up late, <laughs> but I did it, and it was just too much talking for me. And finally, guys, massive spoiler alert on this. The biggest fan favorite of the season. I'm going to say his name. You've got a second to leave. All right. It's your funeral. Well, actually, it's Eddie Munson's funeral. The fan favorite, Eddie Munson. He was honestly probably my favorite character in this show's history. He died. They killed him off. And... I, I'm of two minds about it because I really think that he had a good like episode sort of arc for himself. And overall, the, the arc that he had as a character was great. From this guy that was so proud to be a loser to this guy that was so proud to be a hero. He really thought he wasn't going anywhere in life. And whilst he died and now can't, he did go places. He saved so many people with his sacrifice at the end there. And it's really because of him that they were able to succeed or, you know, half succeed in their mission. So it's just one of those interesting things, I think, where I, there's points where I think he, he should have died and there was points where I think he shouldn't have died. So here we go. That's that's pretty much the last point. The only other thing I would elaborate on that was why did no one care about his death apart from Dustin? And I get it. Dustin was there and present for his death, but none of the other gang or group kind of made any sort of comment at all about the fact that he was innocent. People are still going around believing that he is the person that summoned the devil, which is why at the end the ground opened up to like essentially start to like swallow Hawkins into the upside down, which was amazing, by the way. But Why is no one else protecting him? He was innocent. He didn't summon the devil. He was just a beautiful, beautiful human being. So I don't know. I realize I've been talking for 20 minutes now, but I had lots of points. So I reckon let's jump straight into these ratings because honestly, I'm going to breeze through them since all my points have been covered. And then we'll give you the final score. Time to rate that film. Alrighty, let's rate this show. So for a recap, the first half of the season was a 4.9 out of 5. And how I broke that down was the storyline was 10, music was 10, acting was 9, effects was 10, and editing was 10. So for this one storyline, whilst it does continue the first half of the season, I do think it wasn't as strong. And then, as I said, there was a lot of issues that I had with specifically the deaths and how long they went on for. 
So straight away, storyline's getting a seven this time around. It's not as good as the 10 that I gave it originally, but it, it's well-deserving. The music was a 10 out of 10 because we got to hear a fire mix of the Kate Bush song Running Up the Hill. And also it was like mashed in with the Stranger Things theme song just at the end. It was wonderful. I think acting this time around was an eight. It was good. But again, I just didn't vibe with all of it. The overall sort of feeling I got from it was really good, but eight is probably where it should sit. Effects was good, but they did feel rushed in some parts. So it's going down to an eight. However, it's going up to a nine because that finale shot, that final shot of Hawkins was fire. It was so good. It was really, really cinematic and beautiful. And editing, of course, um, editing the pacing. Let's talk about that. So the pacing was good, but not fantastic. I think the pacing of it was a little off. And I know it had something to do, obviously, with writing. There was obviously pages of script and dialogue for certain parts of it, especially around the deaths. But, you know, because you had to edit to to that, I think it went on a little bit too long. Uh, I genuinely believe you could have cut some of the last little bit out. And it is now starting to rain, so I'm going to wrap this up. But let's do some quick maths, and I'm going to give you the final score. Time for the final score. Alrighty, thanks, me. Okay, to recap, storyline 7, music 10, of course, acting 8, effects 9, and editing 7. This is a 4.1 out of 5 on the reviews by Jay Scale. So 4.1 out of 5, the first half of the season was a 4.9, so it did drop slightly, but it's still in 4s, which I think is pretty decent. Would I recommend your family watch this? Um, there's a lot to take in if you haven't watched the last few seasons. So if they're up to date, absolutely. If they haven't watched any of it, it's actually a pretty fun show. And this season had some really great horror vibes, which I totally love and vibe with. So yeah, I mean, why not? Check it out with them. Would I watch it again? Probably not. It was very, very long. But I'm very excited for the final season. Yes, season five, which will probably be out in like two years, is the absolute final season. And they have already confirmed that there will be some sort of a time jump. How they do that, I guess we'll see, given the ending of season four. And that's pretty much it. So thanks so much for listening. I am on vacation this week, guys. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do. If I get around to recording another episode, I will absolutely release that. Otherwise, I'll speak to you in about two weeks or three weeks, actually. And it's been a freaking pleasure. And I can't wait to come back whenever that will be, whether it's next Monday or in three weeks time. I will know more later on this week because I'm moving houses and I'm flying to LA. So I'll I'll catch you guys on the flip side. People still say that. I don't know, whatever. Anyway, have the best week, everyone. And I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Reviews by Jay. I'm pop culture enthusiast Jay Antonio. Find me weekly on Spotify every Monday by searching Reviews by Jay for the latest in film, television, and musical theatre reviews. Check out my Instagram at Reviews by Jay. I am absolutely happy to take requests for movies and let me know what you guys want to see and hear. Thanks so much. Have a fantastic rest of your week and I will see you on Monday.